Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. And we're back, boys. Another episode, another week of the Amiibros podcast. Fellas, how we feeling? To my right, I have a Jeremy man. To my light, to my Jer- to my left, Jeremy I have Jared man. I'm adding a man to your name because you're twins. Right. It's only right. So, yeah. First time Jeremy's been called a man his entire life. Ah! <laughs> but uh, that's pretty funny. Um, but uh, once again, a shout out to the listeners that are tuning in. Thank you guys for. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, you had a lot of options out there to listen to, and you listen to us, so we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, fellas, how we feeling, man? We're good? Yep. I'm Anybody. feeling good. I, uh, feeling good, Jared? I'm glad you're feeling good. I guess let me tell you not. why I'm feeling good. Um, first and foremost, um, it's almost football season. This weekend, we got the, the start of college football. Um, we already got – this week is third week of preseason NFL, which means people are going to be playing. Uh, and – also means I start making moonshine. So this weekend that just passed, I made about mm, 15 gallons of moonshine. So wow, my whole entire deep freezer is filled, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll, baby. So let's get it. All right, that's what's up, man. Uh, Jeremy, how you feeling, man? Uh, coming off your uh, coming off this defeat last Friday. Um, yeah. Shout out, shout yeah. out, my, one of my colleagues, man, my boy Sheldon, tuning in. He first thing he asked me when I talked to him this morning, he was like, "Yeah, I'm listening to your podcast. Um, who won in golf when we played?" I was like, "Sheldon, who do you think won?" I I, I gotta give I gotta give so Damon some, some credit. Dan, Damon was able to uh, defeat me on uh, on Friday. It'll probably be the last time he wins for the next. I don't. 12, I don't like that years. win though, because Jeremy 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 didn't bring his A game, so I wasn't I wasn't too happy with my win. Yeah, but, was, you know, it's a win is a win is a win is a win. So. Uh, you gotta take your you gotta take your wins the way you get them. My a, my B game is probably still gonna beat your A game. So if I bring my A game, you pretty much don't will have to worry about bringing A game because it's already done. <clears throat> but ah, like what you did there. Yeah. But uh, anyway, moving on. Let's get into some uh, fire content. Uh, this is our college football preview. Is everybody ready? You guys ready to talk about some freaking college football? We've been waiting for the last two months. We've been looking at baseball. I've actually become a slick baseball head. Um, shout out to the Braves. Shout great. out to Acuna Jr. Um, but it's that time, man. It's that time. It's fall. It's uh, my favorite time of the year. I'm stoked. Uh, Saturday's the beginning of a, a long... And uh, hopefully entertaining college football season, as well as moving on into the NFL season. Uh, so let's get right into it, guys. Um, the AP Top 25 was a release. Clemson, for the first time in school history, is listed number one. Uh, followed by Alabama, UGA in at three, Oklahoma in at four, and Ohio State's round out the top five at five. First question, guys. Did they get this right? Let's start with uh, Jeremy. Uh, let's talk about it, man. AP Top 25, did they get it right? Yeah or nay? I am going to say they did get it right. Um, although I'm not sure it's going to finish that way. I think right now you have to give the respect to Clemson. They are the defending national champions. They did bring back Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, they have elite talent. I think they're they're 
you know, backups are going to come in and, and still be star. We've seen them go through more than a cycle, which I think is – that's always big for a college football program, right? Because if you have, you know, one team that has a lot of success, like, for example, like Cam Newton in Auburn, and then Cam Newton leaves and then you don't have success anymore, okay, then it's probably Cam Newton. But once Deshaun Watson left and they were able to duplicate the success, um, honestly, I was skeptical on them all last season because I was like, yeah, that was Deshaun Watson and – I don't think they have those same people anymore. But now that they've been through some cycles, and even before Deshaun, um, having some success to where, hey, we're winning BCS bowl games, um, I think that they're legit now. Um, I do have some questions. Uh, I know that they lost four defensive linemen to the NFL uh, who were starting last year, so I think it's going to be an adjustment period. I'm not saying they don't have some talented players coming in behind, but those guys that were there had played three, four years um, as starters, Asina, everything has have, have all the experience in the world or really tacticians when it comes to uh, getting to the quarterback So and stopping the run. So overall, I think that could be an adjustment period. I could see them struggling a little early. But overall, they're in the ACC. They're going to definitely be in the Final Four. I foresee another Alabama versus Clemson um, unless uh, Georgia can knock, uh, can knock somebody out. I think LSU this year is going to be a, a really good sleeper. Um, I would have them in my top five over Oklahoma. I'm not so sure about Oklahoma. Um, and then another team, too. Am I the only one that thinks Texas should have been in their top five? I think... Uh, yes. I think Ellinger is going to be... I mean, they be, Yes, they, you are the only one that thinks Texas should be in the uh, top they, five. They, they stomped out Georgia in the bowl game last year. Um, so, overall, I think they got a lot of talent. I think they are going to be in the final uh, playoff. And I, I think it's going to be a very exciting season. Overall, I think Clemson's going to have a very boring season because they're going to play in the ACC and beat everybody by 30. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I, you're not the only one because I my pick was going to say I thought Texas should have been much higher. Um, Texas was at 10th. Texas beat Georgia down in the bowl game last year, and Georgia lost a lot of talent. I lost Miko Hartman. I lost Elijah Holyfield. Um, they lost their their number one returning receiver to uh, who the guy that was kicked off the team a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and Hollow, Holloway. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean you, uh, no, Baker's from uh, Washington. It was uh, not Buda, What's the other Baker name? DeAndre Baker. I DeAndre think. DeAndre Baker. Yeah. Yeah. So lost a lot of talent, and uh, they're going to have an opportunity to set the stage early. I think the one of the best games of the season I'm looking forward to is Week Two, LSU versus Texas um neutral site I believe that's, a big, great game. that's it's going to be unbelievable so um I mean I think that game right there could set the stage and it it, it says so so if Texas was to win that game and all they really would have to do is beat Oklahoma once I mean they they're probably going to play them twice because of the Big 12 championship game but if they beat Oklahoma once and they have a win over Oklahoma and they have a win over uh LSU on a neutral site and they're 12 and 1 they're going to be in the playoffs I mean it's Texas they're a huge brand um, and, and that game, I, I think, is going to be one that sets up for whoever wins is going to have a great opportunity to go to, go to, a, uh, to, to the playoff. Um, other teams that I think are uh, – let me touch real quick on the Clemson angle. Obviously, you know I was. Um, <laughs> if you look at Clemson's team right now, I had this conversation with Jeremy Damon after the golf course. I said I think this could be literally the greatest college football team of all time. I said I think it could rival – uh, everybody except maybe Miami of 01. Um, and and in reality, as soon as I said that, I mean, you know, Jeremy was like, oh, you know, because I compared him to the 04 uh, or 05 
USC team with Reggie Bush, and I compared them. And, and then today, oh, wow, that was loud. Anyway, um, <laughs> Dave was over here killing mosquitoes. But anyway, um, today Colin Cowherd comes out and says his uh, his topic of Clemson could be the greatest college football team of all time this year. Um, you guys, please stop stealing my idea. I've, I've clearly I've cornered this market. Um, but I think so. I think Trevor Lawrence is a, is a transcendent talent. Um, the likes of we, we haven't seen in a long, long time as far as just uh, freshman year. I, don't, I mean, I think Deshaun, his freshman year looked, uh, I wouldn't say as good as, as Trevor did last year, but looked very, very similar before he got Are his you injury. a true freshman or a freshman? Because Jameis was a redshirt freshman. And Even Jameis' redshirt freshman year, you compare his numbers to Trevor's last year, they're not that close. Jeremy, if, um, if you haven't recognized this, the next quarterback is going to be after Trevor Lawrence. Jerry's going to basically say he's going to be better than Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun and Taj Boyd. Jer- and then, so so the, the quarterback Jer- after Trevor Jer- Lawrence Jer- will James likely – Jameis is going to keep going. Jerry, Jer- Jameis won the Heisman in landslide. Jer- Jameis won the Heisman because he played the entire season. But if you look at Trevor Lawrence's numbers, he had 30 touchdowns to four picks um, as a true freshman. And, um, and at the end of the day, every game that Trevor started and finished, we won the game by at least 20 points. Um, so I think this year – I think Clemson sets the stage with their schedule. Um, I think our defense is going to be just as good as they were last year. The reason I say that is our secondary is ridiculous. Our linebacking core, we have Isaiah Simmons, who will probably be a top 10 pick in the draft this year. Isaiah Simmons is a a crossover between Ray Lewis and Cam Chancellor. He's 6'4". He came in as a safety. He's 6'4", 235 pounds, uh, but he runs a 4'3", 40, and uh, can guard basically anybody out of the backfield but still lays everybody out in the run game. Um, he's projected as a top 10 pick coming back. Xavier Thomas, I project to have a uh, defensive player of the year type of, of year. I mean, 10 and a half sacks last year as a true freshman off the bench. Um, and, you know, was the number one defensive player in the, in the country two years ago in the, in the recruiting rankings. Um, going down the list, I think Alabama is going to have a great season. I think they are, uh, you know, I, I'm not betting against them getting back to the, uh, to the championship game to meet Clemson. But I, what I will tell you is, there's a lot they have to deal with this year. I mean, LSU game is, uh, I believe this, yeah, this year it is at Bama. But they have Georgia this year. They have Florida, who I think somewhat overrated, but Felipe Franks is back again. So um, Dan Mullen does a great job uh, of of being able to coach quarterbacks. I mean, Felipe Franks was, was a top five high, uh, recruit coming out and just, just didn't have a good, a good coach that could coach uh, quarterbacks. And when you look at it, Dan Mullen's specialty is being able to coach quarterbacks, whether that be Dak Prescott and Nick Fitzgerald after that. So um, I think Bama, they, they have some work to do. Um, um, last thing I will say about this is Georgia, I thought, was ranked a little bit high. Um, everybody focuses on Georgia and their ability to play Bama. And they can play Bama extremely well because they match up well. Reason is because when you beat, you play Bama, what do you have to do? You have to be have have a team that can get after the quarterback and has the athletes to match up, and you have to have an offensive line that can be able to dictate the play, to be able to run the ball and control the clock. And they do that. They they, they have that. Their offensive line, uh, I mean, they, their left tackle is like six six, three hundred and forty five pounds or something. I mean, their their team is huge, but. I've seen so much inconsistency out of them. I saw that LSU game last year where they go for a fake punt on the first drive of the game. And and, and I saw uh, the Texas game where, I mean, they can say, well, we thought we should have been in the playoffs. Um, but they got run out of the building uh, by Texas. And the game wasn't that close, and they got physically manhandled. So um, I think that's the team I would say I have no problem with them being at number three. Uh, but that's the only one that I thought was somewhat questionable. 
quick question. I just want to throw out one more thing. Um, just for the audience's understanding, James Winston had 40 touchdowns and 10 interceptions with almost 4,100 yards uh, passing in his freshman year and won the Heisman. So. Yeah, like, but like 40 I said But 40 to 10 about, and 30 to 4, I think 30 to 4 is much better than 40 to 10 from a, a, a touchdown-interception ratio, especially considering Trevor only played. He didn't, he didn't start the first uh, four games of the season. Man, I swear, Trevor Lawrence does not have a completely – just ridiculous season at quarterback of Clemson. I'm going to be highly, uh, highly probably joking on Jarrett at every moment I get a chance because when you go to the list of Santa I mean, I've been man, telling you about Trevor Lawrence since eighth grade. College football team of all time is saying a lot, but uh, that's neither here nor there. We have a lot to have a lot of football left. Uh, we'll have a lot of football to start. Um, you know, obviously, this is just uh, getting into getting into it. So. Um, Justin Fields at Ohio State, Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, both named uh, starters uh, week one. Uh, let's see, uh, what do you guys feel like, or who do you guys feel like is going to make the biggest impact on their respective teams? Uh, let's start with Jared this time. Uh, Jay, uh, Justin Fields at Ohio State or Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma? Well, if I'm going to I'm gonna go through these, both teams are replacing quarterbacks that were Heisman top two finalists. Uh, no, not top two, top three finalists. Uh, you had Dwayne Haskins, who finished third, and you got uh, Kyler Murray, who obviously finished winning the Heisman. Um, if you're asking me who do I think is going to have a bigger impact, I would probably say Jalen Hurts because the teammates are going to look at him and say, all right, this is somebody who's won a national championship, a guy who's gone 26-2 and two as a starter, and a guy in the Big 12 who's going to be able to run the ball like a running back and still be able to throw the ball more efficiently than most of the quarterbacks in, in the conference. And as much as I like Sam Ellinger, Sam Ellinger is not the caliber quarterback of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts does everything that Sam Ellinger does, but does it better. Um, so I think his ability to be able to uh, to throw the ball down the field, he's got big receivers. CeeDee Lamb is one of the best receivers in the country. Um, and I think that defense is only going to get better. reason is because they can't get worse. Um, I still don't trust them in a big game to be able to get to a playoff and to be able to beat a team like a Clemson or a Bama or even a Georgia in that, that case because their defense is so porous. Uh, they lost their starting cornerback for the season, the guy that came back with the most experience. Um, I, I do think they're going to be able to uh, to compete and finish in the top 10. So I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. But when I'm looking at what player do I think is going to be the best player, I think it's going to be Justin Fields. Look, I saw Justin play a good bit in high school. Saw uh, Trevor play since he was in the eighth grade before I even thought he was going to go to Clemson. Those guys played about uh, – Tre Trevor played about 15 minutes away from me and um, – and Justin played about 10 minutes away from me uh, in Kennesaw at Harrison High. And Justin Fields is a bigger version of Russell Wilson. He's a he's an accurate passer. He's very mobile. And I had arguments with people all, all throughout the summer saying that Georgia should have given him an opportunity to start last year. And that's the reason why he left. They told him they would give him an opportunity to compete while he was at Georgia. They didn't. They only allowed him to throw the ball 39 times on the season. Um, out of that 39 times, he completed like I think it was 31 or 32 of 39 for like 389 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, and still just didn't get a lot of touches. Uh, the fact that he's got the ability now to come in and start, he's going to be playing with a newer receiving core um, because of the fact of uh, they they lost three receivers to the league, uh, you know, number one being Paris Campbell. Um, and But but coming back, they still have one of the best running backs in the conference. you. Uh, no, my wide receiver you is at Clemson, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but so coming back, they have J.K. Dobbins, one of the best running backs in the country. Uh, and they got Ryan Day, who's a great play caller. So 
Um, if I was going to pick a person to win the Hosman, right now I would probably pick Justin Fields. Um, the reason is because nobody really wins the Heisman who is projected to win the Heisman when the season starts. I don't think anybody's done that in at least over it's over a decade since the person came into the season, the favorite to win the Heisman that actually won the Heisman. And the reason it's almost because if if I come to if I tell you, hey, look, let's go to this restaurant and I tell you hey, this is the best food you ever have. Anything that's a flaw, you're going to be like, oh, I mean, it was great. And the food no, was Jerry, that's uh, you. That is you. Nah. I'm telling you, that's the way it typically goes. No, if that, you look that, at he's it, he's absolutely right, Jamie. That's me, and that's exactly the same statement I just made about Trevor Lawrence. Because you're coming out saying he's going to be, you know, the best best quarterback pretty much of all time in college football, and he could have a decent season and come in second as a Heisman and get drafted first. And I'm going to be like, Jared, you're wrong. You're no, because even if he finishes, here, here's the because deal: you Deshaun Watson, you underdelivered. No, Deshaun Watson didn't win a Heisman either of his last two years. There's no but question Deshaun Watson was the best quarterback in the country, well, for, no, no, or no, best no, player no. in the country for those two his, years. His last, his last season, he struggled a lot until the playoffs. He no, he, he didn't struggle a lot. Like People people looked at the, the game where Lamar Jackson played Clemson. Oh, look how spectacular Lamar Jackson was. But people ignored the fact that the turnovers that Deshaun Watson had in that game weren't Deshaun Watson's fault. He threw a pass that went through Artavis Scott's hands, popped up for a pick. He had a play where he threw a, basically a touchdown pass to Mike Williams. He ran it to the one-yard line and got struck fumbled by uh, Jair Alexander. He had uh, a ball where he got batted at the line and got picked. And then at the end of the game, last two drives, Deshaun drives for touchdowns to take the lead. Lamar Jackson last two drives got zero points. So at the end of the day, I thought Deshaun should have won the last two, but I think it's it's what happens is 17 people— he threw 17 interceptions, Jeremy, but he had a, f- a fantastic season. The team, the team basically dominated every game they were in, and the only they game they lost, lost the was the game. The only game they lost was the game where we got robbed versus Pittsburgh on one of the most bogus calls of all time. The video is still on my phone. But at the end of the day, the I think Trevor Lawrence Deshaun didn't help. Oh, it, it definitely didn't. I'm not telling you Deshaun had a great game that game. What I'm telling you is the game was already won until they called a bogus penalty, which extended a drive on a stop. They caught it. We we had a sack, and it was they blew the whistle, but the line fell. And when the line fell, they caught a, a unnecessary roughness and gave them a 15-yard penalty in the first down to extend the drive to kick a field goal. But with that being said, Deshaun was the best player in the country last his last two years. And the reason why a guy like Mitchell Trubisky goes over him in the draft is because people like new. And at the same time, Trevor Lawrence right now, for him to win the Hosman would need to – same way with like Tua. Everybody thought Tua was going to win it last year, but – the new thing is Kyler Murray. All Trevor would have to literally go, I'm going to say, 50 touchdowns and five picks to win the Heisman, and I think that's f- possible. But if I was going to give you a bet, my bet probably would be Justin Fields. Jared, 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 Jared. First off, that's nonsense. It's not that people like new. It's just people respect productivity. And Deshaun Watson was not very productive his last season until about five games left in the season. Then it was really at the end of that Florida State game where they trailed by eight points, I think it was, with like five minutes to go in the game, and then he kind of took over from there. And from that point on, they just started destroying people. And it, that's when they picked up steam and started it started really playing because Deshaun started playing better. For the beginning of that season, he did not play well. He did not play well at all. 17 interceptions. He played eight teams that at some point in time in the season were ranked, and he threw 16 interceptions in those eight games. So – when they played top competition, he was throwing a lot of interceptions, and he did not deserve to win the Heisman. In fact, he was better the year before when they lost than he was that season. But I shall digress. 
Um, to answer the original you question, gotta, you gotta take the interceptions. You gotta take the interceptions in context. Though, if you watch those games, many of those were drops. Many of those were tough, bad, bad passes. Yeah, you, you gotta Jared, look at where the all, all quarterback can say the same thing. Come on, Jared. Right. I can I, I can also point to the game against NC State where he threw uh, an interception into a screen on a screen route and they ran it back. And if the kicker didn't miss a thirty-five yard kick, y'all wouldn't even been in that championship game. But um, I don't think we lose the pit if we lose that game. I don't think oh, we no. lose the pit. <laughs> <So> you, <laughs> they lost the pit because they had wiggle room. Uh, <laughs> overall, they did. Overall, Justin Fields, I think, is going to have the most success. Um, because I'm not sure. Has Justin, uh, Jalen Hurst even been named a starter so far yet? Both of them got named this week. Okay. I I, I hadn't noticed. Uh, overall, I think uh, Jalen Hurts is not a passing quarterback. The, the offense at Oklahoma is more built around um, a drawback and pass. But even though um, they have that last back, there's also some room for some escapability, some running. And we all know. In the Big 12, nobody plays defense, so Jalen Hurts should have about 3,000 yards rushing. Um, and maybe he'll set the all-time record for most rushing yards for a quarterback. In fact, I'm going to predict that. Uh, for a season in FBS, Jalen Hurts is going to rush for the most yards ever by a quarterback. But uh, I think Justin Fields is going to have a field day, um, You know, no pun intended, overall, especially yeah. because he's going to be going against teams like Michigan, and Jim Harbaugh's terrible, so you know what Michigan does. Uh, and I don't think it's really anybody else in that division. I think uh, James Franklin is probably going to have a somewhat of a down season uh, with uh, Sorley out. And um, I think Fields could be a finalist for the um, for the Heisman. So, um, overall, I'm just looking at, you know, at it as a whole. I would say Trevor Lawrence is going to be a, a high favorite for the Heisman. I don't think he's going to win, though. Um, I think the winner is going to go to... Dun, 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 dun. Tua, because Tua should have got it last year. He's going to get a James Harden award um, where they're going to say, hey, he had another great year, and we should have gave it to him this year. He's had two great years, so um, we're going to back it up by giving him the Heisman. Um, and I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence will have a chance to say why he shouldn't have won it if he wins in the National Championship game. Dark horse for the Heisman is going to be Justin Ross, possibly the best receiving prospect we've had since Sammy Watkins. Of course he's on Clemson. I could have sworn Jared said something on the golf course the other day talking about how Jeremy uh, is hard to be believable because he's <laughs> listen, listen. he's doing the same thing. He's way worse put, than me. No, no, put this in perspective. <laughs> I haven't been wrong once on those. Literally, put this in perspective. I told you who Trevor Lawrence was in the eighth grade when I saw him play. The year we made Jared, it to he's the a, college, He's a redshirt no, sophomore. No, he's not even redshirt. He's a true sophomore. Last year was just two freshmen. He's a true sophomore. He's played so, one season. But put this in perspective. I told you two years ago, after his senior year, I said, he's going to be our starting quarterback next year, and we're going to win the national title. And you said, and at the time, Kelly Bryant was the favorite to win the Heisman. I said, trust me, he's going to beat out Tra- Kelly Bryant. He's that good. He did it. I told you last year on the podcast, before the college football playoffs, I said that before that Notre Dame game, that he was going to get 150, uh, 150 uh, receiving yards and three touchdowns. He got me 147 and three touchdowns in three quarters. Then I told you he was going to have another 150 and two touchdowns versus Bama, and that game wasn't going to be close. He had over 150 yards and two touchdowns versus Bama. So Jared, I'm telling Jared, you, when Jared, I let's, say let's that be, guy. Let's be honest, though. You called Clemson was going to beat Alabama the year before with Kelly Bryant. Did you not? Yes. Oh, I, I did call Alabama was going to. Uh, I did call Clemson was going to win that game. And the reason I thought Clemson was going to win that game was because I thought that Kelly Bryant was an adequate quick passer. 
that game got flipped around on one play. And I'm not telling you I'm right on every game, but when I when I tell you about a player or I tell you— It wasn't your fault because they messed up. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm telling you is when I tell you about a player or a specific, uh, a specific part of a game, I'm rarely wrong. I could be wrong about an outcome, but I've told, I've told you beforehand, Xavier Thomas this year will be top defensive Jared, lineman Jared, in the country. If, if you listen to Jared, um, what's his name? Xavier Thomas. Xavier Thomas will be Derek Thomas at Alabama. Um, who had 27 sacks in the season? That's who Xavier Thomas is going to be. He won't be Xavier Thomas, but I mean, he won't be Derrick Thomas. But in perspective, <laughs> a guy that's 6'3", 265 pounds, and was laser timed at a 4'4", 340 at the Nike camp, it's not a guy you really want to mess with on the yeah, outside. Yeah, sounds like Mar- uh, Montrez Sweat. But uh, overall, <laughs> what I am going to say about your comment about, oh, man, I'm always right about Clemson. Jared, here's the thing. You follow high school football more than any of us. For us, it's pretty much like playing a, you know how, like, I, I don't do it anymore because I don't have enough time. But when I was in college, I used to go in and play, like, story mode and Madden where you could do, like, a career. And then all of a sudden, you, like, you'd be in, like, 2026, and you'd be playing uh, against, like, some fictitious character that got drafted up. And they're like, oh, man, this guy, you know, got a 97 rating because he's got, you know, whatever whatever it is. And you have no clue because these aren't real people. They're not real people until I see them play on the college field. So, I have no clue who these people are you're talking about that are going to come up and take over in Clemson. I know they're probably great in high school, um, but we'll see how they how they fare out in the NFL. So far, Clemson has shown a propensity to be able to bring in um, guys that not only are uh, recruited well, but develop them and turn them into NFL players. So I have some confidence in Dabble to do that. But as far as I know, who knows? All right, fellas, let's, let's go into uh, the Power Five. Let's talk about some conferences. Um, who do you guys see coming out of these main Power Five, Top Five conferences? Uh, we have the ACC, we got the Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, and of course the SEC. Um, and then my following question after you guys get done with that, I guess you can go into who do you see uh, making the college football uh, playoffs? Uh, obviously, if you guys. No, out there is four teams. It's going to be at the end. They play for the national championship. So let's go through Power Five and let's let's take it let's take it down the road and, and uh, let's see who uh, you guys have uh, making it to the playoffs. So uh, let's start with uh, Jeremy Man this time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jeremy Man. All right. Overall, um, this is going to be pretty simple. Uh, it's, it's about as chalk as you can get. Uh, Alabama is going to win the SEC. They win the SEC every year. Um, as a matter of fact, yeah. I don't even know if they're going to win the SEC. I know they're going to win the, two years ago. I was about to say, they're going to be the team that makes it out of the SEC into the tournament. Who knows if they win it or not because they could lose to Auburn on the last second field goal or whatever it may be. They got a tough schedule. I think uh, LSU is going to be a sleeper this year. Um, they brought their quarterback back. He's going to be, was he a, a six-year senior? I don't know. He's been in college for a long time. He should at least have his doctorate by now. Um, but he's going to come back and, and have a great season. In my opinion, so I think they're going to be pretty strong, um, but I'm going to go with Alabama for that. Um, Clemson could literally play their backups the entire season, and they would still win the ACC. That's how bad the ACC is, and how talented Clemson is. Um, so I'm going to go Clemson from that side. Uh, Big Twelve. I'm going to go with Texas. I think Texas has something to prove. I think they are going to be better than Oklahoma, and I don't think that there's a lot of competition out there for them. So I think they're going to dominate uh, and make it to one of those Final Four slots. Uh, Pac-12, unfortunately, I'm a USC fan. I don't think we're going to be very good. Uh, we just named JT Daniels a starter. 
And I like JT Daniels, but I think Clay Helton should have been fired two or three years ago. So um, who knows what we're going to be. I thought Sam Darnold was the only reason why we were relevant for the last five years. Um, so I think that division is going to be decided by uh, Oregon. I think Justin Herbert coming back is big for them. They should have an explosive offense. If they can put any kind of defense together, um, they should be competitive. I don't think anybody from the Pac-12, though, is going to make the uh, final dance. And lastly, for the Big Ten, I am going to go with Ohio State. I know everybody's picking Michigan because they always pick Michigan. And, oh, let's say, and uh, look, you got, you know, khaki pants, going. He gonna, he's going to get it together. He just needed one more year to do this and that, blah, 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 blah. Jim Harbaugh doesn't win what? anything. They are going to lose early, and uh, or yeah, they probably lose early and often. Um, I don't have a lot of you know confidence in in Penn State. I don't have a lot of confidence in obviously the you know Illinois and all, all the other schools that are there. Um, I think or, or I mean Ohio State is going to have the most talent. I think um, Justin Fields is going to be maybe not as good as numbers as Dwayne Haskins, but he's going to be better than. Uh, Barrett was the year before. So, overall, I think they're going to dominate the Big Ten and get in, uh, in that last slot. So, so um, if we're going to go over, go through, uh, ACC is, is done. I mean, Clemson is 55-4 and four, um, in the last four seasons. Um, so, I, I don't see us really losing. I don't know. Am I, am I tripping? Uh, no, I'm sorry. We only, we only have three losses the last four seasons because we went undefeated last year. Anyway, um, back to some positive notes. Um, looking at it from uh, a realistic perspective, I don't see anybody beating Clemson. Um, the only tough game, I think, on the schedule is really Syracuse on the road because they've, they've given us problems historically, but typically because they've injured our quarterbacks. Um, and even if they injured our quarterbacks, we have all Americans on our offensive line, and Travis Etienne might I – mean, forget Mike. He's the best running back in the country, um, projected to be a first-round pick this year. So – um, I don't see that being really a, a toss-up. When I'm looking at the, the SEC, uh, I'm going to go Bama, but Georgia has an opportunity to finally beat them. Uh, I don't think they will, but they have an opportunity. to play them well the last two times they've played, so they're one of the teams that doesn't feel afraid of Bama when they face them. LSU, it's really going to boil down to how good can their quarterback play be. I mean, you got uh, Burroughs that came from Ohio State, and last year played really well for an LSU quarterback. Um, but in reality, he had only gotten there after the spring. of he, he, he competed in spring ball for Ohio State and then got there and was able to take take part in fall practices but didn't get a full offseason. Now he gets a full offseason to be able to integrate. Uh, so if he can play well, he, they have a chance, but I'm going to pick Bama in that division uh, or in that uh, conference. If we're going to the Big Ten, I'm going to go sneaky uh, Michigan, pulling it out. I, as much as I like uh, – I, I, I like Fields' opportunity at the Heisman because I think he's going to play extremely well. Michigan, if, if you're ever going to beat Ohio State, this is the opportunity. Um, the first time they had, uh, you know, Ryan Day going through that game, the first time that Jim Harbaugh was not faced Urban Meyer. As much as everybody says, oh, he, can, he hadn't beaten Ohio State, they got robbed one year versus Ohio State. And then and the same thing, they, they said, oh, they struggled with Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, the punter bobbled a snap one time to punt the ball away. I, I think Harbaugh gets a bad rap for a lot of things that are kind of out of his control. Yeah, just kind of bad Rodriguez, luck. No, no, he's not. At, at the end of the day, uh, I think Shea Patterson has a monster, a monster year. Um, I think that that team plays well. And as long as they don't play stupid, I mean, last year they played Ohio State and stayed in man coverage when Ohio State had three receivers that ran sub 4 3 uh, or sub 4 4 uh, combine 40 yard dashes, and they couldn't keep up with them. So. 
Um, I expect them to win the Big Ten, not to get in the playoffs again, because I, I think they're going to get at least one or two losses. Um, I think the sneaky team in that conference is going to be Nebraska. I think Nebraska is going to go 9-0, and 10-0, somewhere around there before they, they, they play a team that really can give them a chance. I like Scott Frost. I like Martinez at quarterback, so I think that's going to be a, a very interesting team to keep your eye out on. No, Wisconsin, um, Wisconsin will knock them off before that. Don't they play them, in, I think, pretty early? Jonathan I think they, they they may, and I like Jonathan Taylor, but they don't they they have a, a a freshman quarterback who they may be starting. But I'm telling you, at the end of last season, Nebraska was playing well. Nebraska is favored to win that side of the conference. And if you look at it, last year they lost so many games they had no business losing. At the beginning of the season, they were just trying to figure out how to win. I think Scott Frost gets them turned around this year. Um, next, Pac-12, Utah sleeper team to make the playoffs. Uh, Utah's a great defense. Um, last year they had their, their starting quarterback got injured, their starting running back got injured, uh, and they're one of the rare teams in the, in the Pac-12 South that doesn't play um, a lot of the good teams in the Pac-12 North. They don't play Oregon. They don't play Stanford. They have the easiest part of the, the schedule, so they wouldn't play, play any of those teams until the Pac-12 championship game. So I got Utah you think, being and a, you, and you think that would result in them getting into the, the tournament basically playing nobodies? And if, they, if, they went, if they were an undefeated team in the Pac-12, they would get into the playoffs. Now, I don't think they get in with any kind of losses, but any, any Power 5 conference team that goes undefeated, my logic is they're getting into the playoffs unless there's five Power 5 teams that go undefeated, which I don't think the likelihood is very high of. Um, next, um, as much as I like El, uh, Ellinger, I really don't see anybody beating Jalen Hurts in that situation. I like Texas a lot. I think Texas should be ranked higher than they are right now. But when you look at it, I got Lincoln Riley, who's who's won the conference twice already, and everybody talks about, oh, yeah, Tom Herman's such a great young coach. Lincoln Riley is a guy who's great at developing quarterbacks. He's a guy that has an opportunity to go to the NFL, had an opportunity last year to go to the NFL. There's teams that want a quarterback coach like him to be their head coach, and I think he's going to take Jalen Hurts and make Jalen Hurts a top two or three round pick in the draft this year. I really do. So I got Oklahoma making the playoffs. Um, and then draft? if you're looking uh, at XFL, no, I'm telling you, Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts has all the intangibles. He has the size oh, because Jerry, he's six, two. Like and, and at the end of the he, day, he, have, he it, has all the intangibles. He just, he just needs a few tangibles and he'll be right there. Oh, well, Jeremy, here, here's the question I have for you. Dak Prescott. Did he look like an NFL quarterback when he came out? No. Nope. What about Russell Wilson? Did Russell Wilson look like an NFL quarterback when he yes, came yes, out? Yes, Russell Wilson did look like an NFL quarterback. He should have, but why, where, where'd he go? He went late third round. There's a he reason was, why. There's but he's 5'10". That's the reason why he went. If he he's 5'10", but what I'm telling you is this. He's been the number one pick in the draft. He wouldn't have gone over luck still, but either way. I think at, I think Jalen Hurst's numbers and his stats are going to look so impressive this year. And if you saw last year when he came in for Alabama, what people don't do, they don't give people a chance to grow and to develop and to evolve as a quarterback or as a player. So, you know, as much as I, I hate on Mitchell Trubisky, and I'll call it hate because of the fact I, I don't think it's necessarily hate because I like him as a, as a dude, I just don't see his accuracy. So if something changes, if I go out and I see him this year, I'm like, oh, man, that guy looks really accurate this year. Or he looks like he's reading defenses way better. Then I'm gonna, I'll, I'll change my opinion of him. But Jalen Hurts, people saw him. He was doing last year. You still talking about him. No, he was terrible last year. There was most of it was all play calls, um, and, and, oh, and so like all I said, those play call. Okay, so that, that's your excuse. I'm telling. No, it's not. It's not an excuse. If you look at, if you sit down and watch Mitchell Trubisky play the games, there were so many of the games where it was like, all right, there's a, a perfect play call where he dumps the ball to Tariq Cohen, and Tariq Cohen's got three blockers out in front, and he gets a 80 yard touchdown run, great 80 yard touchdown pass from Mitchell Trubisky. Like there were a lot of empty stats in there. Same way, I like Jared Goff a lot better than I thought he was. 
But I think he's somewhat of a, of a product of, of Sean McVay. Same way I think that, that uh, Trubisky's a product of, um, and I can't think of my guy that came from Kansas City. But uh, well, getting off topic, I think Mitchell, uh, I, I think uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have a fantastic season this year. I think you're going to look at him and the way he was able to play last year when he came in for that Georgia game. I think he's a much improved passer. Uh, so my, my playoff teams I have right now, I got Oklahoma making it out of the Big 12. Um, I still got Notre Dame sneaking back in there. I think Notre Dame's going to go, um, th- and this is one of the best games of the season. It's going to kind of depend on how they how they do this game. They go to Georgia this year. Notre Dame plays at Georgia week five, I believe it is, of the season. I think Notre Dame wins that game at Georgia. Uh, so I got Notre Dame sneaking into the playoffs. I got Clemson and I got Alabama. Um, the, the team to keep your eye out on, Al- I, Auburn has a fantastic defensive line. Um, it's one of the first years they don't have to play a schedule much more difficult than, than Bama does. And um, they haven't named their quarterback yet. Bo Nix, I think, will be named a quarterback. He was the number one dual threat quarterback out of high school. His dad, Patrick Nix, played quarterback there in 97. I think he is someone that has showed uh, – damn, this, this killer mosquitoes has got to stop. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think, the, uh, I th- I think he, he, he's – uh, from all the accounts, has been playing extremely well in practice. So if it, if Gus Malzahn has a mobile quarterback who can throw the ball, uh, you know all bets are off. Jeremy, one last thing, you did say, you know, outside of Cam Newton, Auburn hadn't done anything. They did play the national championship game uh, four years ago, five years ago, and then uh, well, two I, years ago. But I, but I mean, from the program, they had a, they'd already fired the coach by then. Yeah, but in, in reality, I don't think I don't think Chiswick was the was the person who was running that. It was Malzahn was the offensive coordinator on that Cam team, and basically they fired Chiswick to bring. Uh, Malzahn back. Malzahn goes to the yeah, national title, but, but, and then, but he was going like like if, for example, if Dabo's assistant left and then Dabo gets fired and his assistant comes back, I'm not gonna call it like one era, like it's a different era. Oh, I, you, I, I'll, I'll agree. But if Dabo's assistant leaves and all of a sudden the team falls in the toilet as soon as he leaves and then he comes back a year and a half later during the national championship game, I'm gonna say, all right, that probably was just Malzahn. So um, I, I, I do I, I think say that, this though, um, just to touch on your. Etienne point, I will agree that Etienne is probably the best running back in in uh, uh, college football. But um, I do like Jonathan Taylor. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Georgia is running back you for the NFL. So before I take Travis Etienne in the first round, I'd rate a little bit. And I'd take uh, DeAndre Swift uh, probably in the second or third round next year's draft. Just a little uh, heads up for you GMs out there that would like to listen to me because you know I'm right. Swift is, is projected to go first round as well. Um, well how's he projected to go first round? How many running backs go in first round? It's supposed to be two. Uh, DeAndre Swift and Travis Etienne. What about Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor is like most Wisconsin running backs, overrated. <laughs> uh, so, um, I think you guys have already answered this question. I don't think Jeremy had has yet, but... Um, the question is, who should be your Heisman favorite? I think, I think, Jeremy, you did mention uh, Justin Fields kind of being up in your uh, no, I, 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 I said I think two is going to get that hard, that hard vote. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. I apologize. So Jeremy, Jared obviously feels uh, Trevor Lawrence to get the Heisman. Um, no, I didn't say that. I said I thought Justin Fields would win the Heisman. I well, said because it, of the well, fact that the question. Who do you have uh, as your favorite for the Heisman? The favorite, the favorite should clearly be Trevor Lawrence. I mean, from a favorite standpoint. That's what I just said. He, but but listen, the favorite doesn't mean who I think is going to win, right? So the favorite should be Trevor Lawrence. But because a favorite never really wins the Heisman, there hasn't been a favorite to win the Heisman, I think, since either Ricky Williams or Ron Dane. Like, it hasn't been a favorite to win the Heisman in that long. 
So I think Trevor should be the favorite, but I think Fields coming out of quote unquote nowhere, I think gets a lot of attention towards the end of the season. And then I think the the Big Ten doesn't play great defense, so uh, he'll look fantastic. Jeremy, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I think Trevor Lawrence should be the favorite, um, even though I don't know. Tua Tua should be up there, but the reason why Trevor Lawrence should be the favorite is because. He won last year, so people are going to have that on their minds, just like, kind of like they did last year with Tua. And then the national championship isn't – the game isn't – to me, the Heisman should be determined after all the bowl games are played. I think it's pretty stupid for them to vote on it after regular season. But um, the fact that they won't have a chance to play before that, I think will uh, probably benefit Trevor if he looks great because he's going to have the lead to start off. But um, my thought is I think Tua will look just as good, if not better, than he did last year, and I think he'll have – some outrageous numbers. I think that this year they'll actually play probably a little tougher schedule to where they're having some closer games and he's not coming out uh, at the end of the second quarter. So I think he's going to um, put up great stats. But as far as finalists, I'll go my my four finalists. I'll say Trevor Lawrence. I'll say Tua. I'll say Justin Fields of Ohio State. And I'll say um, uh, Oklahoma, uh, sorry, uh, Sam uh, Ellinger from Texas. I think um, there's going to be a ton of ton of rushing yards from um, I don't know why his name keeps slipping my mind. Oklahoma just transferred. Anyway, um, oh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of yards, but I think he's going to have a little Oklahoma bias working against him. The last two Heisman winners came from Oklahoma, um, and so if he doesn't put up stats like those two did, which I don't think he will, uh, he, it's going to work against him. So. Uh, I'm going to go Sam Ellinger's the, the fourth. Yeah, um I'm going to head go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and uh give you who I feel like the Heisman trophy's going to be going to be awarded to. Um I'm going to go out on the edge and say that two is going to be the Heisman champion. Uh he's going to be a Heisman winner. He's probably the most polished football player in college football, he was arguably the most polished football, college football player last year. Uh, it's arguable that he, if he went to the league, he might be starting on Sundays right now. So I think he's definitely, um, I think he's definitely a shoe in to win the Heisman. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's a lot to, it's a lot to find out. I'm super excited about this season. Like I said, it starts uh, starts Saturday. What, what's the what's the first game day? Did you guys get the first game day? Uh, first game day is us next Thursday. We play Georgia Tech at home, the opening of the ACC Network. That'd be um, a, that would be a very disturbing loss. <laughs> Clemson has mean? no chance. Clemson has absolutely they, no chance. They, they, they don't, but imagine if they lost to Georgia Tech on opening night. <laughs> oh, in perspective, we're, we're 34 and a half points. I'm going to with all the Georgia Tech. <laughs> oh, it would be wild. We are going to meet in the library. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 has no chance of happening. Um, Damon, you said the most polished passer or player or quarterback in the country. That stop it. It's he it's is, Trevor Lawrence. It's not Trevor. Now listen, I'm not even going out on the limbs with some people. Con Kyher today said that Trevor Lawrence is a first ballot NFL Hall of Famer already. Now I'm not going that far out on the limb, but like the yeah, guy Colin, is the Colin Kyher said last year that Ben Simmons was the fifth best player in basketball. I pay no attention to what he says. But listen, at the end of the day, I've been telling you about Trevor Lawrence for six years now. I came out. Look, just check out the Amiibos podcast page. 
Last year, before his first start, I said, guys, I've been following somebody since the eighth grade, and right now is about to be the start of Trevor Lawrence era, and it will be one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen in our entire lives. And all of a sudden, so far, I've been proven right. All righty, then. Um, obviously, Jerry has a lot to uh, lose if Trevor Lawrence comes out and he just sucks this year. So um, it's going to be some definitely some interesting episodes if uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't come out and become an, or, or continue to be an absolute baller. But like I said, it's a lot to look forward to. Uh, we're back at you guys one, once per week uh, going uh, for the next, I would say, guys, until basketball season is over. So you can be here a lot from us, so make sure you follow us. Uh, tag us, like us on uh, anything that you see on uh, social media that you want us to talk about or discuss. We'd be happy to. Make sure you share us, like us, follow us on IG, Amibros underscore podcast. And uh, you guys have any uh, final thoughts for the listeners? Yes, yes. Um, obviously, uh, condolences to Amanda Anisimova uh, or whatnot. The, the, Anisimova, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, her, her dad slash tennis coach... Uh, passed away suddenly uh yesterday and so uh he uh, she's pulled out of the u.s open she's the 17 year old made the semifinals of the french open ranked 24th in the world uh, but i mean you know you think about the how, how crazy that is to have just a sudden death out, out of nowhere i mean that's uh obviously extremely uh extremely uh, saddening so um Condolences out to that, and then last thing, uh, college football, as I said, starts this weekend. We got uh, we got the game Miami um, versus uh, Florida, which I think will be a fantastic game. Um, and then you throw in the fact that not only is that game starting, but uh, my wife already brought up, hey, there's a little kid's birthday party we might want to have to go to next this weekend. So uh, thumbs up. Good luck. Good luck for that. Um, <laughs> this is taking good luck. Yeah, my my. Uh Last thing, I want to give a shout-out to Steph Curry. Uh, Going to actually fund the Howard golf team for the next six years, getting them back up and running. They have not been um, formed or, I guess, participating in any kind of sport since the 1970s. And so uh, this is big. This is big for uh, HBCUs. As someone who played a sport that gets marginalized at HBCU a lot of times, uh, our tennis program at, at A&T actually got canceled for a few years, and we were able to get it back. So I understand how funding can be an issue for sports that are non, uh, you know, revenue generating. So I think it's awesome what he's doing, uh, trying to bring golf back into uh, the black community from a college perspective, and hopefully um, they have some success with it. And uh, you know, very, maybe very dope. I think I still got what one year eligibility left from an NCAA standpoint. If y'all need somebody to come in and be a ringer, oh, you know. <laughs> I, I'm already gonna be Skill. on the amateur. I'm already gonna be on the amateur circuit. I just need to play from the whites. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to Steph. That was dope, man. I, Jeremy sent that article. Or, sent that article over to the group chat, and uh, it definitely is a great thing. Him bringing uh, golf back to Howard. I, I figured they would have golf. They have soccer. A lot of HBCUs don't have. They don't have soccer. So definitely. Did huge, you think? Shout out do you think Steph. that? You think he did that to try to uh, become somebody's favorite player, assuming that he got zero votes on the rookie's favorite player vote, and even Pascal Siakam got a vote? <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Do you yeah, really think? That's, that's, that's what. I know he doesn't care. <laughs> no, no, I know he doesn't actually care. I just that, laughing. That, that's what Iggy was talking about, though, the, the hate for Steph. Nobody wants to give Steph love. Who, who got the most voice votes again? Oh, the greatest player of all time. 
Well, yeah, so that, that's why you get so much credit. Oh, you know, we love LeBron. They all they also voted Cam Reddish as the uh, most likely to have the best NBA career. So obviously they did not look at last year's performances to make any kind of judgments on who they liked. Apparently, right. very good guys. <laughs> uh, any last words? I think that's, that, that, that those were your last words as Jeremy finishes his beer. Um, but oh, we yeah. will uh, holler at you, good folks, uh, next week. Thanks for tuning in, and we out.